Welcome to Art Worlds with me, Dr. Cleo Roberts Comoretti. This is the podcast that tells you all about the art worlds you might have missed. We're going to journey around the globe and talk to artists, patrons and curators from Cambodia to the Democratic Republic of Congo. With this, we'll build a truly international perspective of the many thriving art worlds. Indonesia, an archipelago made of over 17,000 islands lying off the coast of Southeast Asia, is one of the most strikingly diverse areas in the world. Split across a juncture in the Earth's tectonic plates, Indonesia encompasses cultures and species from Oceania and Asia. In its rich geographic variety, there's also volatility, with volcanoes and rising sea levels a persistent threat to Indonesians. For the arts, the country's location has contributed to an abundance of techniques, including carving, sculpture, puppetry, textiles and beadwork that show traces of long-gone Hindu-Buddhist empires, the influence of Dutch colonial tastes and Islamic visual traditions. Contemporary art, particularly since the 1980s, has been politically charged. It was a means of protesting the past dictatorship of President Suharto and remains critical of Indonesia's military history. Today, Indonesia has become one of the liveliest art worlds in Southeast Asia. It has a playful and collaborative character that is well demonstrated by the range of collective-run art initiatives across the country. Tromorama, a collective composed of Phoebe Baby Rose, Herbert Hans and Rudy Hatemena, met when they were studying in Bandung, often referred to as Indonesia's city of conceptual art. They first came together to create a music video for a local rock band that ended up being a stop-motion animation film made of hundreds of woodcut boards that was simultaneously displayed as an installation. They've gone on to continue working with video, sculptural forms and digital technologies in inventive and humorous ways, showing ambitious work at galleries, including the National Gallery of Victoria in Melbourne and Stedelijk Museum in Amsterdam. Recently, they formed an artificial banyan tree from a constellation of suspended melodicas and soprano recorders that sporadically and magically tooted. They spoke from Bandung and Jakarta about working in the digital age and the power of being three. So you're based in Bandung, which was the first city in Indonesia to dedicate a formal programme to the arts. And that was at the Bandung Institute of Technology, where you all met. And I wanted to ask you a bit about what the arts culture is like today. So the formal art education institution have a big role in shaping the art ecosystem in Bandung. So over the past two decades, a lot of art spaces are initiated either by artists or private institutions. So you can say like art galleries or like art spaces that have like maybe exchange programs or residencies. And yeah, you can say that Bandung is some sort of melting pot 
because people from around Indonesia they came to Bandung to study and they have like different backgrounds and origin so yeah or organically the art activities that is done in more like in an academic uh, environment like slowly it evolves into initiative that forms art communities a lot of your work does address and works with digital interfaces and I think very cleverly in that shows a sort of difference of context. I'm thinking particularly about the work um, at St. Saviour's Church, which was live streamed from Indonesia. Are there times when sort of Wi-Fi speeds and digital connectivity affect the work and have an impact on how you realise projects? I think like the speed and connectivity, it does affect how you perceive information. But I think uh, the, inf the, the, main thing for the, the main thing for us is the information itself. So sometimes it really doesn't matter how fast your internet is. So yeah, talking about our practice, like uh, we talk a lot about online culture and for the past four years uh, our studio is basically virtual so because uh, I live in Jakarta now and uh, Phoebe and Ebet is in Bandung so we we work a lot through through messaging through like video calls so yeah yeah sometimes they're they're also like glitches or delays or something but it it's not a really big problem for us so we go we go through our day daily lives like mediated through digital media so like this this must affects our behavior like how we perceive our surroundings like my body's in here in indonesia but my mind could be be anywhere like we, we we want to to investigate through our practice this phenomena of technology and how it it affects our perception do you feel that when you are presenting work and you're not physically there do you still feel that you are in that space when we talk about digital worlds that you can be everywhere but do you feel disembodied yeah, I felt that way. I mean, like uh, when we do the when we did the installing at the Saint Savior Church, like luckily, like uh, I think a month before, I uh, I went to London at that time, so I personally like um, take picture of each like corner and then measure the place itself, and then I send Rudy and Herbert the the pictures, and then I. Um, I, I, I told them like the spaces look like this, like maybe because like sometimes it's, it's, it's very different what, when you see the space uh, from the picture itself, like you need to like experience it uh, by itself. So yeah, I think like, uh, yeah, it might be different. I mean, like, because now I think this idea of having like an OVR, like an online viewing room, is like very new to us. And then yeah, we 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 discuss it uh, with 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 a lot of our friends, and then they say sometimes um, 
when you kind of like um, reading like an art book or maybe like sliding through kind of like um, a PDF of um, of an artist talk and then there's kind of like um, documentations of view of the exhibitions you kind of like have this kind of like uh, big imaginations about the, the space itself but yeah I mean like for installing the piece itself it's it's uh, feels like very different your work obviously can be accessed online but is the optimum for you for people to physically experience like your video works I'm thinking about the fantastic work you did in Australia recently like is the physical presentation of the work important I think I want to answer that um, as a yes because we're always still thinking about the material and then the space how we um, showing our work like for example like in Australia in the late uh, in the previous um, NGV triennial so we are using this a particular LED curtain. So the first idea was like uh, the audience like could engage with the monitor itself. Like they can touch the LED curtain, they can play with it. And then some sort like talking about the digital material that you could physically touch. Thinking about that piece and a way that you've all been described as kid adults, which I would say is slightly unfair <laughs> because you're addressing very serious matter, albeit in a playful manner. And I'm thinking particularly about this work, Solaris. And can you just tell us a bit more about that project? Because it's really fascinating, this sort of virtual forecast that you presented. Yeah, maybe talking about Kidult a little bit, like uh, it was... Uh, a title of a show that we did in 2010 or 2011. Uh, it was uh, a time that we we used to uh, see our practice as a playground. So it's 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 always about how we we explore different materials and different objects to do our work. So. But yeah, we we also we always uh, start our work from things that are familiar in our surroundings, like objects from our daily life or uh, like narrations that uh, cross in our in our daily lives. So um, yeah, but I think we are past those those phase. Mm, as like, I say, have you outgrown that phase? Yeah. Uh, but I think we we still, uh, I don't know, unconsciously still have that playfulness I in, think, in our works. Yeah, the, the first experience of the work is often very humorous and light, like this work, Solaris, the colours, the way you've depicted this um, underground, underwater world is like walking into a computer game, like a very, very intense computer game. <laughs> but actually the background to the project, can you talk a bit more about that? Okay, so so the background of Solaris. Yeah, at, at first like, um, so maybe this is quite um, far uh, how to react with these questions because in 2016 actually me Herbert and Woody we visiting this um, aquarium 
um, inside the mall. So we have like in Jakarta, there's an aquarium in this mall called Jakarta Aquarium. So apparently this, uh, the city is Jakarta. And then when you go inside this huge aquarium inside the mall, finally we could see kind of like a penguins inside this um, enclosure. And then you see kind of like a, a dozens of penguins in there. And then, of course, in, in this kind of like a zoo slash aquarium, you could see like a fake rocks, like how they kind of like a carve um, the rocks look like the real one. But what fascinating for us at that time, because the background of the enclosures itself, it's, um, it's a video loop of a sea waves crash for like a, a minute. Maybe, maybe less than that, maybe like a 30 seconds, like the video waves, like crashings. And then the pink, the penguins literally like see this um, images, like moving images for kind of like um, 24 hours in their life. And then we kind of like saw that in 2016 and a little bit like shocked, but also curious, like why they want the, I mean, like why they put this kind of like a moving, uh, moving image inside the penguins closures. I mean, like in, in some points, of course, it's also it's for entertaining, uh, entertaining the audience. But um, yeah, true. I mean, it's a sort of contemporary art for the penguins. Yeah, perhaps. might be. But um, but 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 we're thinking about this kind of like um, intersection, how human deal with nature, since also technology. So at that time, like like we're kind of like um, talking about like how we could have this kind of like um, a material uh, about nature in kind of like a data form. So that's why we're, we're coming up with the idea of um, uh, weather data. I mean, like they renew their data in like 10 seconds and then it's always update. Yeah, because the just to make clear, the video responds to changes in weather. So that's why like, like uh, we put like at first we have this kind of like a screen that only uh, like um, affecting like the still image. But after that, we, we, we say like maybe we could play more with this. Maybe like the, the weather data, they could like uh, make a simulations about the real world. So that's why we're using the online game um, software to make this um, entire uh, world, uh, we call it Solaris. And then the, um, the weather data itself, they become the player inside the game. You're responding to a greater world outside the gallery space. And I think that's something that um, can be quite a challenge to keep, you know, to keep an artwork contemporary in a very real sense is what you achieve in that video. I wanted to talk a bit about working as a collective and it's something that I've noticed more and more in my research that you have a lot of collectives um, across South and Southeast Asia who work very successfully together. What is the power of three? What does it help you achieve? Okay the power of three uh, I don't know I mean like um um how could i say this but i mean like we discuss a lot we talk a lot about everything so i mean like we discuss a lot and then we mostly we talk about everything and then 
um, somehow like um, if we're discussing like some matters and then maybe Herbert or Rudy he kind of like um, uh, if if Rudy or Herbert maybe they're not they're disagree with uh, maybe like uh, one person or, or maybe like two person they don't disagree with the idea the 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 one they could kind of like um, make a solutions not not solution but maybe like um, like so it, uh, take it easy maybe we could rethink in this rethink about this matter in the in the next week you know it's really inspiring that you can continue as a collective and produce such strong work because I'm sure as much as you agree and debate there are things that you get stuck yeah, on sure yeah sure <laughs> of course there's a lot of things that we debate on I mean like um, yeah for, most... for instance the the work like Solaris uh, we had the idea of using the LED curtain I think it was the first time we we know the material is in 2016, but it took us like four years to know what to do with the LED curtain. Like sometimes like the discussion like doesn't have a progress. So we just have to revisit our old ideas, like our stuck conversations. So yeah, it, it takes time, but once we know what we, have to do like sometimes it's really quick thank you so much to Tromarama for their vivid descriptions of penguins and their work in the show notes you'll find out more if you enjoyed our conversation then please subscribe and leave a review in the next episode we go to Museum Machan in Jakarta and meet director Aaron Sito who explains what it's been like setting up the country's first institution focused on international modern and contemporary art. This has been Art Worlds with me, Dr. Clea Roberts-Comoretti. See you on the next journey. <laughs>